Hello everyone and welcome to Gospel Jews. In this session, we come together for a time of refreshing from the presence of the Lord by reading and praying through books that present to us the complete gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please join us every Tuesday and Friday from 10 a.m. to 10.25 a.m. UK time. The gospel is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. As we read and pray through today, may we receive grace to enter into all that Christ purchased for us on the cross of Calvary. Hello, my name is Mope and I welcome you to Gospel Jews. The book we're reading and praying through is called The Mystery of the Gospel, God's Deepest Secrets Revealed by Sisters Online Laboring for His Appearing. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 in the Good News Translation says, God's plan is to make known His secret to His people. This rich and glorious secret which he has for all peoples. And the secret is that Christ is in you, which means that you will share in his glory. Lord, we're grateful for this opportunity that you've granted unto us to have gospel dues upon us. May your secret plan be made known to us and may we live in the reality of your word of truth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please come along with me to chapter 5 which is titled, The New Beginning. We began this chapter in the previous broadcast, and we came to understand that we need to agree with God, that he has delivered us from the foundation of iniquity, and he has brought us to a new foundation where there is no iniquity. A mystery indeed that God wants us to believe, though naturally impossible. God is offering us himself as our beginning because he wants to change us from natural to a divine life carrier. We will now pick up the reading of the book from where we stopped. How will God bring this to pass? Begin by pleading with God to help you key into the fact that what he wants to do will defy everything natural. You will need to come to terms with this so that when he begins, you will not panic, be afraid, or run away like the Israelites who said to Moses that his God was terrible and they could not face him. They said to Moses, you go to the mountain to meet God and tell us what he says. We will wait here. God wants you to get it right from the beginning that we're dealing with a supernatural God. We're dealing with a mystery here. The church in our own time has found herself trying to deal with the supernatural God with natural minds and ending up struggling to please a holy God. God wants to help us to put an end to this struggle. We're dealing with God, not with a man of God or a pastor. In the Bible, we see Jesus of Nazareth, our Lord and Master, eating with his disciples going about doing good, healing diseases and preaching. At some point, he was hungry and thirsty and asked for water from the woman at the well. At some other point, he slept in the boat because he was tired. 
Since we are acquainted with the man of Galilee, we have the tendency as Christians to see him as ordinary, not as God. The impact he is meant to have on us is therefore diminished. We must begin to see the life of God as supernatural and be determined not to live our Christian lives on a mere natural level. Right from the beginning, God declared that no natural man can please him. The carnal mind is the enemy of God and can never flow with God. Despite receiving a sprinkle of the anointing of the supernatural in the church, such as speaking in tongues, we unfortunately remain natural because we have not properly keyed into God. We try to relate with a supernatural God with our naturalness, but God's supernatural nature and our naturalness are parallel lines that never meet. We inherited our naturalness from Adam because of what happened in Genesis chapter 3. The Bible calls it the lower nature, the sinful nature, the human nature, or the Adamic nature. No matter how much we speak in tongues in church, the natural man or woman has no business with God. John chapter 1 verse 14 shows where the connection between God and man is. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Whatever brought God to become a man is not a natural phenomenon. In our generation, we have turned God and Christ into a joke. But what made the word of God, which is God himself, to become flesh is a very serious thing in the heart of God. Can you picture the God of heaven and earth becoming a man like you and me? It is a bigger mystery than the mystery of sleep or the mystery of death. It is the biggest mystery that the universe has ever known. Those who are wise will probe into this mystery of God becoming a man because at the end of everything, everyone will be called to account for what they did with it while here on earth. God wants to do something to you that will transform you from natural to supernatural. Something that will transform you from being a carrier of the human nature to becoming a carrier of the divine nature. We have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4 Many in the church struggle with this because they have not experienced it. They try relating with the divine God, with their human nature, and their pastors also keep them struggling by saying to them that it's not possible to be free from sin. Charles Wesley, in that glorious hymn, wrote, Though earth and hell the word gainsay, the word of God shall never fail. The Lord shall break sin's iron sway, Tis certain, though impossible, the thing impossible shall be. All things are possible to me. This is the miracle of the divine nature. The miracle with capital M. God is not calling you into a struggling life. He's not calling you into trying to be holy or into struggling not to commit sin. If you allow the miracle of the divine nature to take place in you, 
You will no longer struggle. All things will become possible to you. Unfortunately, the enemy has blindfolded us and made us satisfied with a lot of miracles with small m instead. Such include the miracle of having money to pay off your mortgage, the miracle of having a baby after 10 years of trying, the miracle of having a good spouse, or the miracle of having the key of a brand new 4x4 dropped on your laps. The miracle God is calling his people into is bigger than all of these. It is the miracle that suddenly turns a natural being into a divine being. It comes with other miracles with small M running after you. Jesus is the miracle with capital M. He is the one to seek. He is the one to lay hold on and never let go. Let us now reflect on what we have just read and go to God in prayer. God is calling us into a miracle with capital M, the greatest miracle of all, such that even though outwardly we look the same, but inwardly we have a new life. God wants us to know that we're dealing with a mystery here. It is God who does the work in us, his great and marvelous work that changes us from natural to supernatural. God doesn't want us to be satisfied with other miracles, no matter how wonderful they are. This is what he said to the man he healed at the pool of Bethesda. See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Jesus wanted this man to key into the supernatural. He wanted him to know that being healed after 38 years of debilitating illness was nothing compared to having the life-changing encounter that he came to give us. Jesus is the one to seek. He's the one that we need to lay hold on. Let's now go to God in prayer with all that we have read. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 44 ends by saying, There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And from verse 45, the word of God goes on to say, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Lord, please help us to key into the spiritual life that you came to give us. How a man of dust can bear the image of the heavenly man is indeed a miracle. And we are confident that this impossibility will be a reality in our lives. All things are possible for us because we believe you. All things are possible for us because you are the life-giving spirit. As we came to your miracle, O Lord, grant that we will be delivered from everything that comes from the foundation of dust and indeed bear the image of the heavenly man. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We also read that 
we must begin to see the life of God as supernatural and be determined not to live our Christian lives on a mere natural level. Right from the beginning, God declared that no natural man can please him. The carnal mind is the enemy of God and can never flow with God. In Romans chapter 8 from verse 5 to verse 8, the word of God says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We need the Lord to open our eyes of revelation because it's important for us to understand what the Lord is saying to us here so that we'll be determined not to live our Christian lives on a mere natural level. Now that we're in Christ, we can't continue to live under the dictates of the flesh. We need to understand that to be carnally minded is death. God says that the carnal mind is enmity against him. And he says it with finality. Why is God so clear-cut about this? It's because the carnal mind refuses to believe God for the supernatural. The carnal mind fixes his eyes on things on the natural level. It has no capacity to yield to the truth of the word of God and therefore cannot please God. All that the carnal mind aspires to is to be self-centered and completely absorbed with the things of the world. It can't latch on to what heaven is saying. God wants us to be spiritually minded because to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let us now come before the Lord to ask for divine enablement. We must make it our determined purpose to be spiritually minded in everything so that we will not struggle to please a holy God. Our best resolve can't do it. Our willpower will fail. We must key into the miracle that removes the life of sin from us and in exchange pours into us the life of Christ that has no iniquity. And we must constantly yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Say to the Lord, wherever you are listening to this broadcast, here I am, Lord. Please open my eyes of understanding. Help me to see as you see. You're saying to me that the carnal mind that I was born with is naturally hostile to you. But even while I was your enemy, Christ died to restore my friendship with you. Please help me to key into this mystery and make me spiritually minded. Give me the grace that I need to be determined to live my life on this higher plane every day. Deliver me from yielding to the dictates of the flesh and grant me divine enablement to yield to the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In the hymn titled, All Things Are Possible, Charles Wesley says in the fourth and the fifth verses, All things are possible to God, to Christ, the power of God in man, to me, when I'm all renewed, in Christ I'm fully formed again. 
and from the reign of sin set free. All things are possible to me. All things are possible to God, to Christ, the power of God in me. Now shed thy mighty self abroad. Let me no longer live but thee. Give me this hour in thee to prove the sweet omnipotence of your love. Lord, this is our prayer. We no longer want to be the ones living, but we want you to live in each one of us. Give us this hour to prove in you the sweet omnipotence of your love. May this restating of the gospel to us see many lives turned around for you, recreated in you and ready to do your will. Please, Lord, give us a miracle. Thank you for yet another opportunity to reconnect with you. Make us heavenly minded. May we not be Christians who hope in Christ only for this world. That would leave us as miserable people. Let our minds be focused on eternity, which is forever and permanent. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. joining us on Gospel Dues today. Please join us every Tuesday and Friday from 10 a.m. to 10.25 a.m. UK time. If you would like to contact us, please send an email to mysteryofthegospel1 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless you.